Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about the Outbreak Perfected mission. My thoughts on how it all played out. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, click that follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, click on the like button and the subscribe button. is an easy way to support what I do. So, the Outbreak Perfected mission, the gun obviously formerly known as Outbreak Prime, landed on the game after reset on Tuesday, May the 7th. Once the patch went out, people data mined the fact that there was an Outbreak Prime-looking uh, catalyst, and we have done it on Heroic, and, and we also have the emblem. So I've got the, the catalyst right here. So obviously when people saw that little image, it was very clear that it was the Outbreak it was the outbreak prime and i and there's the emblem for you i immediately knew i was like there is something in the game they're not going to do some little teeny update at the end of revelry with with a you know what four weeks less of season of the drifter they're not going to do that and just accidentally add a catalyst that clearly points to the outbreak prime so i started scouring the game we went to see rasputin we were doing the keys uh, on Mars, and then someone found a door on Titan that you could walk through that I guess had previously been open before people said, but you could unlock it as long as you had done the Enemy of My Enemy quest. It's it's unconfirmed if you have to not kill Mithrax, but if you hadn't killed Mithrax, we think that's kind of what triggers it. You go in, you open that door, you pick up this transponder, and then off to the races we were, doing all the different nodes, and then going into the mission that is underneath the farm. There's like a barn, you go underneath and down there is Mithrax, and you go in very, very similar to the Whisper of the Worm quest, a lot of jumping puzzles, there's a timer, very difficult, the boss fight, uh, and then there's a heroic version. So I've done it normal, I we actually had to two-man it the first time we did it, and then the second time we did it today, we did it with the five minutes remaining to get the cool emblem. Uh, there's two ornaments for sale in the Eververse, pretty cool that one of them is called Patient Zero, a little bit of a shout Shout out back to the original Patient Zero days of SIVA. And then uh, you can do it on Heroic and you get the beginning of the SIVA, what's it called? SIVA Particulate, 20%, but you can only get that once this week for the catalyst so we're assuming that there is obviously going to be each week more to get the burns are probably going to rotate as well this week as void singe the first week as well as some puzzles in the actual place we're thinking maybe it leads to a ship uh, I'm thinking maybe the Nano Phoenix is coming back. Right now, the Drifter says there's some bounty that you're supposed to do for him. People think it's glitched. You only get like a minute. So we're right. We're like kind of questioning whether or not whether or not that's going to be solvable. The first week could be tied to the extra weeks. Could be tied to the everything that's going to be coming beyond it. So let's talk about this. I want to talk about the mystery, the mission, and then the timer, the boss, and a little bit about the gun here at the end. I always think it's fun when they drop mysteries like this in the game. Very, very exciting. Uh, you know, the quests show up, everyone's scouring, everyone's seeking, we're looking for different things. Obviously, the Outbreak Prime brings back a lot of great memories to probably the single greatest ARG in Destiny's history uh, inside the Wrath of the Machine raid, the best raid in Destiny history. Uh, don't at me. Uh, it's my favorite. As soon as the Catalyst got data mined, I just knew something was going on. I was like, there's no way my, my spidey sense is tingling. They're doing something, and obviously we very quickly were in the throes of it and solving it. Not being able to open the door for a lot of people is a point of frustration. It's pretty disappointing that they're having some type of a hang-up there or a glitch. Uh, getting kind of left behind would have been a bummer. Thankfully, I got in there thanks to a, a 
community member here, True Jordan fan, she got me in there in her game, and then we, we were off to the races with the nodes. The community coming together and solving stuff is always great. I mean, Bungie very clearly is good at setting up experiences, provoking the community into solving things, even though Niobe Labs kind of landed like a like a broken plane. It initially was very exciting and very cool and mysterious. And then the first Outbreak Prime mission, and now this one. People are saying it's not as good. They're like, it was so much better the first time. I understand, you know, we're comparing the greatness of the first quest to this one. I don't think that's necessary. This was very similar to Whisper. I thought it was dope. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was well-timed. Kind of as a way to end this season with something neat going on. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Let's talk about the actual mission once you're actually in there. Uh, you know, solving the nodes and the Mithrax thing and going to the farm, the lead-up was very, very cool. Very exciting to have it kind of lead to that. Revisiting the old tower and then like the where you start with the very first mission of Destiny 2, I thought was awesome. I thought that was a very very, very clever way of bringing back a lot of the nostalgia and getting us excited about, oh, we're back in the original tower, we're fighting through. And then you're not in the original tower for very long. The jumping puzzles and all the mazy feel to it, with I, I just thought was excellent, very well executed. Bungie did another, uh, uh, I think, top shelf, just top notch job creating an amazing experience that was mysterious and challenging. Um, I enjoyed it the entire time. I know I can get salty sometimes and kind of frustrated, you know, different forms of difficulty they put in the game. I got salty at the robot part because we actually got very lucky the first three times we went through we like brute forced it we didn't really have to dodge the robot or go into the little alcoves we just got very lucky on his timing and the fourth time when we went through and had plenty of time i got very tilted i was like why is he changing direction why is he coming into the alcoves there's actually little teeny square areas you're supposed to use that i don't know how the first couple of times we luckily never use those but that room can be frustrating if you don't actually understand the true mechanics which i didn't i was ignorant and getting frustrated the content annoys people because of the timer to a certain extent. I'm seeing people complaining about the timer. I understand that to an extent, especially the first time you go in. There's definitely there's definitely an element of like, man, if I could just have more time to explore and and have fun with it and 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 you know, get all the way to the boss and like take a, you know, take it for a whirl, uh, that would be awesome, you know, being able to being able to see everything we, we getting cut short is a bit of a bummer but i, I want to push back on that let's talk about the timer and then the boss as well as the gun exploring and solving on the first run is a bit rough with the timer it would be nice to maybe just get to the boss the very very first time uh i think that would make it you know a little bit better of an experience the first time around because maybe get there and give us like a flat timer so when you get to the boss it's very unlikely you'll beat it your first time but at least we get to get there and see there i understand that adds that urgency and that cool intensity that you can't really recapture on multiple playthroughs that intensity kind of goes away so i kind of see both sides of the fence it's like the timer adds that intensity you've never been here before you don't know where the frick you're going but having the ripcord pulled on you that first time can be a little bit of a bummer but again it adds a level of intensity that you can't really recapture on your multiple playthroughs when you go in there plus the pressure from the timer is part of this content style and the difficulty it's just part of it you've got to land your jumps you can't be a lead-footed dum-dum you've got to be able to get through these sections quickly or you're really going to hurt your chances at the end i like when skill rewards you with a little bit of uh, help in the end, right? The, the better you are on the front end, the more time you have on the back end for the fight. And I think that that's actually a good balance. And I think, again, on multiple playthroughs, that pain point kind of goes away. So it's a very 
it's a very short-lived pain point plus I'm sure people are gonna start to find shortcuts to alleviate some of the people that are really really bad at jumping the boss fight and the intensity in the boss fight I think was very excellent very very well executed really reminded me of wrath just a little bit because you got a captain you've got the shanks you've got the it's everything's kind of close you're getting shot a lot I enjoy the intensity the snipers can die in a fire they're really annoying (laughs) but uh, very cool how you think it's almost over and then he summons walkers and like it's like oh my gosh like the that brought back some of the some of the intensity of wrath of the machine is definitely recast captured in that boss fight not only because you have the time limit just how close proximity everything is again it's fallen in nature and just the fact that you've got shanks with shields and then you've got the walkers and then there's turrets and then the method i'll give you a little bit of a tip with the servitors get it have somebody in there with tether a rig's tether makes a huge difference on those stupid servitors because they shield those shanks and that's a very unique pain point to have a servitor surrounded by shanks that you can't do anything to the shanks it's pretty annoying The gun, let's talk about the gun. The gun feels and looks so, so good. I absolutely love this gun. Probably one of the greatest looking guns they have ever created. I think it is unbelievably sexy. Right up there with Sleeper as the best looking guns in Destiny. Nothing will ever look as good as this, I don't think. Just phenomenal capturing that SIVA and Warmind diagonal style with the red. Obviously, the colors just really speak to me with the black and red. Very, very great. The new perks are awesome. If you haven't looked at the new perks, uh, Parasitism uh, says this weapon does more damage, or Parasitism probably. This weapon does more damage to enemies based on the number of SIVA nanites that attach to them. And the nanites, corruption spreads, they come from rapid hits and precision kills. This has already been tested on stationary bosses and, and big health enemies. This gun is ridiculously strong and very, very awesome. This is one of the times where, if you remember when I said, exotic primaries can't be made stronger unless, unless they leave their lane. If they leave their lane and they start doing damage higher than necessary for trash ads, that's how you do it. This gun does that. It leaves its lane. It does way more damage than a traditional primary if used properly, but the reason it works well is because most trash ads die too fast for the nanite thing to really proc and give you that power. It doesn't start procking and give you that power until it's a very strong and stationary enemy, which I think works and keeps it in check. It keeps it in balance. So this is a phenomenal weapon, well worth using really really awesome I feel like I can put this on I'm not nerfing myself because big strong you know tanky major shielded enemies and bosses this thing will shred them if you use it and it obviously stacks with more fire team members equipping it so it just it did work to the scourge boss uh, lucky from lucky from the formerly known as lucky and butt wipe lucky did a video where they showed how fast it killed the boss in scourge and it was ridiculous so this is a great this is a great event. This is a great win for Destiny. We needed a moment like this. This will be a really, really good, hopefully, runway to get us kind of excited, fall back in love with Destiny right before opulence. I really do think we're gonna start hearing about opulence and get very excited. So that's my prediction is that this was, a, this was the right time to do this. We needed a PvE win after Drifter. So, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Outbreak Perfected mission. Walk through my thoughts on it using the weapon right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. If I'm not live, you can click the follow button. 
Uh, that supports my Twitch channel. You can hit the subscribe and like button on my YouTube channel as well. That helps my business. All right, so let's just jump into the questions. Nerd Bomb coming in with the first one says, in your opinion, I didn't I didn't line this up. Whoops. Very professional. In your opinion, from top to the bottom, which Destiny Discovery was your favorite, Whisper or Outbreak? I like this more just because, I mean, that's this is my baby. Like, I love Wrath. I love the ARG for Outbreak. I think Outbreak is probably next to the sleeper it's the single most sexiest looking gun in destiny um it's the coolest sounding it's the coolest looking color schemes amazing i mean i was patient zero for the siva infection that was really cool like there's a lot of nostalgia there's a lot attached to the outbreak prime for me um there's even an ornament called patient zero for it which i probably should get that but it's just like i don't know the whisper quest was cool it was mysterious i also am going to have a stronger attachment to this one because i said it's in the game right now let's go i just knew it when it got data mined i was like let's go let's figure it out and so being in there on the ground level solving stuff chasing the nodes um we solved the nessus nodes i said it's probably carrion pit and then north by northeast is probably rift that was pretty fun solving that together and getting in there right around the time is probably everybody else um i don't know we were probably one of the first people to get to the boss probably world's first two man (laughs) not intentionally world's first two man but we beat it two man probably before anybody else did it two man like that's that adds a lot of nostalgia that's a lot that's a personal touch to uh the completion of it the love of the weapon you know there's a lot attached to this weapon for me and the mission that makes it really enjoyable whisper i i just i don't know i don't have a strong attachment to whisper or black spindle um, I hated the Black Spindle quest. <laughs> I hated it. I hated the spam from the captain. It made me want to pull my hair out. Um, I it drove me nuts. So I I'm I'm thrilled with this. I think it was a great way. Um, I think it was a great way for them to kind of land this season's plane. There was Drifter was disappointing. It was admittedly very 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 disappointing. Um, and. This was a way to kind of like, okay, look, we'll, you know, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll make it better. Um, I'm changing missions, JD, because we could probably get this one and then go to the other section where the next public event's going to be. I try and grab patrols that take me where the next pub is. So this one will probably take us, hopefully, to the next pub. Nope, it's not going to. It's going to take us to the Jet Sam. Oh, well. It's worth a gamble. It's always worth a gamble because you can kind of double dip. Next question. Um, Wid something says do you know if outbreak prime came back there isn't any sieve in the game thanks oh do i know why it came back nope i got no clue why they decided to bring it back we i mean we tried to draw connections between the whisper coming back and last wish or the forsaken dlc and it's just really really hard to make those connections i mean there is siva in the game but not in the not in the way that it was in the game in like rise of iron so um, you know, I, I don't know if we can start to draw conclusions about what's going to happen in opulence based on the fact that Outbreak Perfected is in the game now. Um, oh, I think we missed our opportunity to do the pub, Frank. Anyway, uh, so I, I don't know if we can draw those conclusions because the you know, the whisper coming back didn't, I mean, you can see some connections between Soul and you know, Worm Gods and you know, Last Wish. But what would we have even predicted? Like, we couldn't have predicted that. I mean, we didn't know. There were, there was no way to know any of that was going to come from that. I think it pointed in a general direction, didn't it? That, like, 
we're going to be dealing with worm gods and and the darkness and taken again that certainly i guess you could deduce so you know the reason why it's back is in the weapons lore right i mean the captain goes down like there's a mission mithrax the guy that we interacted with during vanilla destiny wants to go after the weapon and we basically help him um it doesn't necessarily explain that though on the card it just explains that's what we're doing it doesn't explain why he wants to get the weapon back um maybe he's trying to ensure that nobody else gets it i mean that, that could be something as simple as that uh and you know and scourge of the past and the boss fight it does remind me of wrath of the machine it's kind of a return to that era so we could be heading towards you know more content that is in that vein of intensity you know and and fun and not puzzle solving so i don't know we'll have to wait and see I, i'm not going to make any any big speculations now uh sf aiden i personally love this quest for outbreak the mission mission structure is much better than whisper for me personally uh to have to fight through low uh fighting front loaded in the front the structure itself is great great addition to the great okay that's not a question that's just you you guys know not to do that that's just literally a paragraph of i'm not come on uh odious ragnus my team and i beat the boss twice outbreak last night and nada do you have to kill everything in the room if so, we keep running out of time. Yes, as soon as everything in the room is dead, the timer stops. As soon as the last ad dies, the timer stops, and then Mithrax shows up. Like the the, the, the the ship the ship lands or like drives by and he like pops out. You can't do anything to him because he's on your side. So you absolutely have to kill every last enemy in the room or the timer keeps going. We had one ad remaining earlier. It happened to us, and we killed him, and then, like, the timer stopped. So if you're trying to do the time, the one where there's, like, five minutes left, okay, it needs to literally have five minutes or more on the screen when the last enemy dies because the timer then freezes. If you don't do that, then you're going to run out of time. You're not going to get the emblem or, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, whatever it is you're trying to work on. If you're just trying to beat it, if you're just trying to beat it, then... That you must you must kill everything in the room. I I actually recommend not going for the boss bake until the walkers are dead, because um, if if you take care of those, it really cleans things up, and the ad cycle from that point on is a lot more manageable. Get rid of those get rid of those walkers, uh, and then that's your trigger for the fight. You know that's your trigger to really really go for for final DPS phase. That would be my recommendation. That our experience has been pretty good, just killing the servitors you know get a get a rigs tether rigs tether makes light work of the servitors because you can get rid of the servitors and the shanks a lot easier if you don't have a rigs tether then you really just want to focus on the servitor just everyone team shot the same servitor kill him then you can kill the shanks and then move you know to the back so when you get in the room you take out the ads take out the turrets clear the room start doing damage to him then he summons the servitors uh, if the servitors are already in there, same deal. Clear the ads, then the servitors. You want to focus fire the servitors if you don't have a rig's tether. Um, once the servitors are dead, start doing damage. Then he's going to spawn tanks. Then you just ignore him and get rid of the freaking tanks. Get rid of the, the you know uh, shock shanks. There's a lot of there's a lot of different ads that kind of spawn. Um, so yeah, Skull Nova is really good for the servitors too because it kills the servitors, especially this week on heroic because of the, the, the you know the void burn, and then you can get rid of the shanks. 
in your opinion, was this the best? Yeah, the first question we got already today was basically like, was this was this better than Whisper? I like this a lot more than Whisper, yes. Um, do you think it's any coincidence that the cattles will be taking five weeks total, unlike the possible three or four for Whisper, that people are finishing the catalyst when they get it week one will lead right into opulence? No tinfoil hat intended. No, I don't think that's tinfoil hat at all. I, I mean, I think it's clear they're using this to get us to opulence. Like, this is this is kind of the come back, get it, each week do heroic, each week have a reason to kind of boot up the game. It's a very, very smart play by Bungie, uh, you know, to kind of land land the drifter. And this is what this is what they do. We talked about that. People are like, well, they could bring the Galahorn back, right? Like, the Galahorn is one of the most loved exotics, and it, Outbreak Prime is in a similar status of being loved and remembered fondly. So, you know, they, they, they cheated a little bit, right? They use our nostalgia against us. It's like pretty, pretty, pretty disappointing, you know, season. And then they're like, okay, well just you wait. And then they drop this bad boy in the game and then everybody's excited again. Um, in your opinion, was this the best content of season of the drifter? Oh, that was what you intended to ask. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) This was definitely the best content of season of the drifter season of the drifter was incredibly disappointing. Uh, just not, did not deliver what we wanted. It just wasn't very good. Um, I just, I do not think they did a good job with the content. Um, I feel like they, they dropped a lot of balls, uh, with season of the drifter, you know, they, they, they could have done, they could have done a much better job with the way they structured so much of the content from reckoning to having too much of it tied to, you know, and they had so much tied to the, to, to, to gamut prime. Um, you know, there's a lot of things they could have done, uh, differently. Um, a lot of things they could have changed. Um, <laughs> wow. View botting just all the time now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things they could have done differently. I think they could, I think they really could have, the content wasn't, wasn't built properly, wasn't staggered well. Um, so it's just one of those things where we've, we've got to establish what we want and really communicate that well because if they're going to go if they're going to go into the next annual pass and structure it in a similar way then they've really got to uh to think differently about um how and what they deliver because it's one of those things where it's like dude you you can't deliver something that's all about gambit again it would be like doing an entire season all about rumble or something it's like you can't do that and i think they learned their lesson and hopefully they don't do that uh kato says maybe outbreak perfected has something to do with the new raid that's coming with the next expansion because they changed the design of levy to a lot darker it didn't look taken well i mean we're we're all assuming we're going back to the leviathan in some in some measure right we're all assuming that that's going to be like a thing because Leviathan was like all over the, there, there was Leviathan pictures and stuff all over the marketing for the original, uh, opulent stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, everybody's assuming that's what we're doing. I think it's a safe assumption. I think the six man activity is going to be a horde mode in the Castellum. And I think that they're going to, I think they're going to really leverage maybe all raid layers, the whole raid or something, or just the space. I don't think they're going to want to give us another raid if it's a remix of like Leviathan stuff. I don't think they're going to do that, but I could definitely see them saying, 
we're gonna go back to the Leviathan and then I mean when you go back to the Leviathan for for Scourge it's not even remotely the same as like Spire of Stars they're both completely and utterly different um so I would anticipate you could go back there but the raid itself would be completely and utterly divorced from any of the traditional Leviathan environments so there's no need to feel like you're you're somehow getting shortchanged like oh we're going back re- you know recycled content like people that are criticizing this mission for being recycled content i just it it we've never done any of these environments we've never been in any of these environments before you know i think luna faction's the call though i think luna faction's the call um if you're going to do what i'm doing cuz it's like having to reload i'm losing the uh the siva the siva be- be- benefit give me one second So I think if you were if you ran Luna Faction instead of Skull, now obviously you're playing in just a specific way just to have fun. You're not necessarily going to be stronger without Skull, but you're definitely going to be you, what you're trying to do with the outbreak would be uh, would be significantly uh, stronger. So uh, next question from Fatality says. I think I remember in a vid doc, Bungie saying opulence will be filled with secrets. Do you think the outbreak quest is a teaser for that season? I mean, maybe I, they, they've they've done secrets and stuff before without teasing it um, ahead of time. Because you can do, I mean, whisper, and then there were secrets in the Dreaming City and things that unlocked with time and stuff that had to be solved. Uh, there were hidden, you know, there were hidden things and stuff inside of. The Dreaming City. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's like um, it's a big deal, you know. Viewbots back in full force on Twitch. I told people it was going to get worse. I told people I was like, people are going to keep doing it if Twitch doesn't shut it down, and it's uh, it's back in full force, man. It's a freaking joke. So, uh, yeah, it, it could be a hint that there's more secrets coming or it could just be something fun that they did everything is not always like a, a breadcrumb to the next piece of content you know what I'm saying Whisper was not necessarily a breadcrumb to Forsaken it wasn't necessarily a breadcrumb to anything that we did in Last Wish or Forsaken or any of that like it was just a cool mission that had tenuous ties to what we you know what we did in Forsaken so it's one of those things where they uh they don't always they don't always you know chain everything together neatly sometimes they just want to do something fun cuz outbreak prime was in wrath and it showed up late it was it was it was an arg that like happened later you know what i mean so Aiden, my man, you gotta start shortening your questions, dude. You're writing books. Spawn Man, in Zero Hour, do you think it was lame to include levels that have ramps come out to make it easier for the jump puzzles? No, that's that's not any different than the way there were weren't there sections of Whisper that if you got ahead, you could do something to make it easier on the people behind you. I thought they did that. I thought I remembered. I mean, at the very least, if someone gets ahead and kills all the ads, that's a huge help because then you don't have to. Um, getting ahead and pulling a lever for the people behind you, I think is totally fine. It still slows you down. You still have to wait for that person to get ahead. And even the shortcut jumps, right? Even the shortcut jumps, you, 
I mean, you have to make those jumps. Some of the shortcut jumps are not exactly easy. You know, fall all the way down and then glide in on a little platform that gets, you know, that gets jutted out. I, I don't... I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it trivializes the content in anything. It's part of the design, you know? It's part of the rhythm and how long it takes. Um, Drebin says, I hear people in the community already asking for nerfs to this gun. Is it just a community perception of a new exotic changing the game, or does the gun actually seem out of hand in your opinion? Here's the here's one of the, the one of the and I'm and I'm not I'm not using this to be cute because it's a SIVA gun. Here's an infection that's been in Destiny since the time of the Thorn and then the Matador and then, you know, Party Crasher. People are infected with equipment blaming. There are times where you can make a legitimate case that you lost a gunfight because they're using equipment that is broken or overpowered or whatever. But what ends up happening is people become addicted to equipment blaming. So if they lose a gunfight, it's because of the equipment. So right now, more than likely, if if the call for nerfs hit a fever pitch, right? If the call for nerfs hit a fever pitch... I'm going to psychologize it, and I'm going to say this is because the PvP community was annoyed with Revelry, they were annoyed with the Tonics, and they're like, yes, we can finally jump back into the Crucible and just have normal Crucible again, and all of a sudden they're getting killed by some new gun that they can't get if they don't go through some really significantly somewhat long and challenging quest to get. So, they're probably saying, Jiminy Christmas, we just got normal Crucible back, and in walks this weapon. You know, what the frick, Bungie? And calling for nerfs. Again, it's it's symptomatic of a handful of things. It's symptomatic of people being addicted to equipment blaming. Again, the problem with equipment blaming is, there are sometimes legitimate criticisms to be made. One-eyed mask, you know... Shards of Galanor was giving people se- seven or eight supers one in one quick play game. Like that's obviously an outlier that needs looked at. You know that's somewhat broken. Um, you know, and then the Bloom discussion with hand cannons versus not forgotten that Luna's on console, right? Luna's not forgotten didn't need nerf, but that that illuminates an imbalance in in the structure of the game. You can have those conversations, but that doesn't mean every time somebody kills you with something, it's maybe they just outgunned you. You know, maybe you just made a mistake. Maybe you just suck. Maybe they're just a good player. Maybe you got team shot and you don't realize it because you're dumb, right? (laughs) Or, or maybe the weapon needs looked at. I don't know. I just think everyone's always so quick. Everyone's always very, very quick to jump to conclusions about why they're losing a gunfight, why there's a particular, you know, reason that they're losing or or not losing. Um, So... I think we need to be very, very cautious about as soon as they do something fun and as soon as they add some cool weapons, jumping immediately to the nerf conversation. So. Subaru. Not to be nitpicky, just curious on your opinion. Did you find the Whisper run of the Outbreak run more fun? It seems they casual the Outbreak puzzles to make some sections easier uh, if you have a good jumper, but still felt challenging. I already pretty much dealt with this question. I just don't agree with this summary. I don't think that they casualified it. It's still challenging. Um, it slows you down significantly, even if you do that. Even if you have somebody bum rush ahead and do like a, hey, we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run ahead and do all the levers for you so you don't have to do the jumps. Even if you have somebody do that, they still, they still have to make all the jumps and then you, right? And then you have to, 
they have to make the bad the, the the easier jumps by the time somebody runs up and does the lever and then the next person comes behind and does the easier jumps i, I you're still it's still keep, be, keep being kept in chat you know what i mean it's still being kept in check the levers reset after a time yeah it's not like you go pull the lever and it pulls them forward you know it's like oh gosh yeah just sit back i'll just pull you through this some of the some of the jumps even with the levers out are still pretty challenging and you have to understand there is natural and normal intrinsic pain to somebody going so slow that they need you to run the le- you know, run ahead and pull the levers you know that, that that's still woven in because they're gonna fall behind it's gonna slow you down I mean goodness gracious we had it we had it on our one run easy easily had a completion that like our I think like our third time in there yeah it was our third time in there we had it but Bob got stuck behind and we ran out of time we had so much damage already done to the boss he had less I think he had like 10% of his health left right so we failed that's that's a perfect example of how if you have somebody that can't make the jumps and they're having to wait for the things to be done for them it, it's gonna slow you down significantly and you're probably going to you're probably gonna gonna fall behind and not have enough time for the boss so I I think people need to relax I think as soon as we start they do something neat and people are like nerf the weapon oh they casualified it. it's not as hard oh it's not as good as the original Outbake Prime ARG it's like I'm my goodness gracious like why not just enjoy it for what it is I'm not saying that's what Subaru is doing but I just don't feel like it was casualified at all it's just something fun to do it doesn't need to bust your bust your teeth the heroic is pretty dadgum hard I also think you get a very, very misrepresent... Like, there's a pretty strong misrepresentation on Twitch when you watch people do it after four or five attempts. A lot of people are going to take a whole lot longer uh, than that. Kill Bill. Being a predominantly solo player, do you think there should be a solo quest line for all exotics, not just a fire team based strikes and missions that are hard for the average player? No, I don't think they, I don't think they should pigeonhole their content to always make it accessible to the solo player. I mean, I know there's there's already been I think four or five people uh, who have soloed it, and I know they're not representative of the community at large, but. We don't, every time, again, every time they do something cool, the last thing we want to do is be like, you guys made it too easy, or "Why? what about the solo player, or oh, it was better last time, or oh, nerf it. Like, we just start to sound jaded, right? We just start to sound jaded, where no matter what they do, it isn't good enough. And I just want to be very, very leery of that. I've been very critical. I've, I have been negative with my content recently. I have taken them to task on Season of the Drifter and other pieces of content that I felt were lackluster. But in this position, in this, in this regard, in this situation, I do not think that they dropped the ball at all. I think the content, the gun, the mission, the quest, the lore, the feel, all of it, I think was awesome. I think they did a fantastic job. Chester says, with Prime being so strong in Crucible, at least on console, is there another kick in the teeth for the average solo gamers uh, who can't do the quest, who now have yet another reason to stay out of the Crucible? Yeah, but again, that's your opinion. I, I'm, not, I'm not seeing... I'm not... I don't know. It's been a day. It's been a day. One day and a fraction of the community has the gun and we're already concluding that it's it's too strong and it's a kick it's a, it's a kick in the teeth for people who can't get the weapon like I I don't know what do we want Bungie to do 
I'm just curious. What do we want Bungie to do? Do we want Bungie to basically be like, every exotic is a joke to get and is really strong, and it's basically just like candy at a parade, and we'll just change the name of the game to Candyland, so everybody wins, everyone's happy, everyone gets the prize. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I just think there's a significant problem sometimes with the way we look at stuff in Destiny. It's like, they if they do an exotic quest like this that's cool, that's unique, it's a puzzle, that's challenging, people are like, well, what about the solo player? And then it's like, okay, well, they'll do something like the Thunderlord. But then the Thunderlord was so dumb easy. Like, the Thunderlord was one of the probably silliest quests ever, and it was an incredibly strong weapon. And then people complain about that too. They're like, oh, great, everything Thunderlord, everything Thunderlord. That's all the freaking gambit is. Everyone's running around with Thunderlord, and Thunderlord's OP, and you made it super easy. It becomes meta. It's like... There really is no there there is no win here. There is no victory. It's like whatever they do, folks will find a reason to criticize it and to complain about it, and I think that that is a problem. Again, I feel like we're getting jaded. You have got to let them do fun things in this game. Like I it's 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 a game that's based on questing, uh loot and if you don't let them do fun stuff and you don't let them make you know exotic somewhat hard to get, then that, that's critis- that, that's justifiably criticized as well because it's like, well, you guys made this stuff so easy that it trivializes it as an exotic and then everyone has it and then everybody complains about that too. I don't know. It isn't even OP in the Crucible. Well, that's what I mean. It's been a day. I feel like we're jumping to conclusions way, way too fast. Again, it's equipment blaming. People are so accustomed to equipment blaming. If I lose a gunfight, if I'm getting killed, it's because of the equipment. It has nothing to do with analyzing gameplay, positioning, skill, you know, what the other player or what the other team is doing. That's always thrown out the window. It's equipment blaming. It's like, no, it's the equipment. They're using the Outbreak Prime. That's why they're beating me. I mean, the weapon, there's no way the weapon's even in high saturation right now. There's just no way. There's no way. There are people that couldn't get the door unlocked. There are people that aren't going to be able to beat the quest. There are people that aren't going to have time. Like, there are people that don't even freaking know. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot. There's a lot that is working against the claim that it's overrunning Crucible and it's a kick in the face to, like, solo players who can't get it and everything else. Like, I just think I think we're jumping really, really quickly uh, to very, very, very strong conclusions that I don't know if necessarily are backed. Uh, Sci-Fireman says, what are your thoughts on the disparity between PC um, and console download and install times? Updates like this kind of content release and people are racing to figure it out. I mean, it's difficult for Bungie to be concerned about that. Like, once it's in the game, people are going to data mine it. People are going to want to sleuth it out and figure it out. To flip the argument back around, should I be slowed down because your internet sucks? Like, do you see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like, so I've got a fast internet. I've got an SSD beastly computer. I'm back up and running and I'm ready to rock and roll. And what I'm supposed to just like sit at the bus stop and wait for you to show up because you, you know, you can't. I just realized that this with Icolos, they're very, very similar because of the, that's cool. Um, I don't know. I think the argument cuts both ways. I think making me wait making me wait because you you can't get it downloaded or PlayStation does something weird with the way the stuff downloads and installs like I don't know I just that's just not a I don't think it's a f- 
they could decide to say, oh, well, it takes everybody, you know, super, super long so they could start doing time-gated stuff so, you know, you can't get until Wednesday the next day. But again, I just feel like that argument cuts both ways. I'm ready to rock and roll on Tuesday. I download the update. I jump in. And you're saying, I, I can't. I have to wait an entire day. Why? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Like I said, I think it cuts both ways. Murph Dog, do you think there's more secrets in the vault area of the mission? There's a puzzle uh, that, and a quest and like a bounty thing with the drifter that has not been solved. Uh, but pieces of it have been deduced, but not solved. Uh, I believe it's going to lead to a ship. I believe the Nano Phoenix will probably make a return. Um, that's I'm, I'm going to assume what it was. We got the gun. We got the emblem. We know how to get the catalyst. So the puzzle and the remaining stuff to be figured out is probably the ship. Um, you know, the Nano Phoenix. Riku fan. Outbreak Prime seems to have very little of almost no recoil uh, on controller while having relatively average to even below average stability uh, stat. Do you think this could possibly be Bungie experimenting with better or less recoil on controllers? No, I think it's an exotic. I just think it's an intrinsic. Could be intrinsic Zen moment. Um, they've done this before with exotics where the stats are a lie. You know, you look at the gun and you're like, there's no way that's the stats. It's too, it's way too stable. Um, I'm pretty sure as somebody in chat is saying, it was the same in D1. The stats didn't line up to, to how well it handled. Could be ghost perk. Uh, could be could be a ghost perk of Zen, um, or it could just if, even if you just shoot a wall. I guess if you shoot a wall and your testing shows that it isn't Zen, um, it could just be an intrinsic. Hey, it's an exotic, you know, thing doesn't budge, kind of a thing. Uh, Quartermaster, you think this mission is as great as the Whisper mission? Already got this question numerous times. I I, I have a lot more attachment to this mission because of my involvement with it, doing it, the weapon itself. The whole patient zero thing. I've got a lot of attachment to this weapon, to Wrath of the Machine, etc. So this was better in my mind. That's my bias, though. Do you think Outbreak Quest revived the game? I know it did for me. Well, it certainly brings PvE back to life for people that are sick of Reckoning or don't care about Reckoning. Because it's like, well, at the very least, you've got something fun to log in and do each week. Um, and then communities can kind of rally and help each other uh, and do the heroic together. You know, so with with regard to that, yeah, I think that 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 definitely um, that definitely could be playing a, a huge part in in people saying, hey, you know, there's a reason to log back in each week, and it ain't it ain't the reckoning um, and stuff like this. I think just is far more intriguing and interesting to people because it's a mystery, it's an old weapon, it's an exotic. You know, that's I think far more magnetic than. Uh, you know, than something like Reckoning, and so I think this is a great way to end the season they needed a win, alright they needed a win, as soon as that got as soon as that got data mined, I was like I thought to myself, this is it this is how they end the season, we're gonna be going for Outbreak, it's gonna be an ARG, it's gonna be a community solved thing, and obviously it's a little bit more like Whisper in that it wasn't super long to community solve, but it's got the you know the catalyst attached to it and the puzzle for the ship. We're assuming it's for the ship. Um, you know, I think it's good. I think they I think I think they've hit a home run here for for the ending of this season. A bad ending, right? We had a lot of bad innings, but they're hitting an, they're hitting a home run in the late inning. 
Billy Schultz. I love the new addition of pinnacle weapons. Intrinsic perks are reminiscent of raid weapons from Destiny 1. With that said, should the new raid weapons have traits and perks that are unique in nature uh, or just more god roll versions? No, I've said this numerous times. The raid stuff up to this point has not been good enough. It just has not been good enough. I'm not going to grind. I'm just not going to grind Last Wish. I'm not going to grind, you know, Scourge for what amounts to god roll weapons that we, you know, I, I basically already have, you know I, I agree with this Ash Annihilator, does the limited nature of exotics, one per character uh, make it okay for exotic primaries to leave their lane, loving this rifle if it leaves its lane, it's gotta leave in the way that this leaves, right against a trash ad, it's the same it's the same as basically any other pulse against a trash ad, right? Now against mobs, a little bit better crowd control. So it leaves its lane a little bit. It leaves its lane a little bit when you're doing like crowd control, you know, killing some mobs or whatever. Now, once you use it on a boss, it leaves its lane and it starts doing damage like, you know, maybe a weak or decent legendary heavy weapon if used properly and with a team that's also using it, it leaves its lane but that's contextual and that doesn't affect it in all of its other in all of its other forms of execution, you know what I'm saying do you think that humanity will work with the fallen in destiny 3 this could be an indication that we start to work with them I mean it said when the quest got data mined, it mentioned an unlikely ally and we made a lot of speculation before uh, Forsaken even came out. We thought, well, that Mithrax guy, he's Mithrax the Forsaken. He had a lot of the symbolism that they used for, um, a lot of the th- symbolism that they used for Forsaken was on his, you know, on his house banners that he's wearing, you know, and his name was Mithrax the Forsaken. So I definitely think there's a, there, there, there's a level of, there's a level of like, oh, they're hinting at the fact that we would, you know, we might work with the, we might work with the fallen in the future, but I, I don't know if, th- if they need to do that. But I have, th- I have said that they're probably going to. We're gonna work with the fallen. We're gonna work with Callus. We're gonna work with Uldren. We're gonna work with the Queen, because the ancient foe of the Traveler is gonna show up, and it's gonna be kind of like a, uh, everybody got everybody kind of has to link arms here you know the enemy of my enemy kind of a thing like the quest that you have to do to uh, unlock the door um i think they very much could say we all have to work together this is pretty serious callus is hovering around and sticking around and his lore and everything he did uh you know kind of points to that reality that they're that we're going to be we're going to be fighting something and potentially working with him um to get that done mandrake and they've kept the, the, the those triangle ships kind of in the lore and in the storyline with the queen scenes and stuff mandrake says based on the fact that the exodus black crash with siva on board and the leviathan is still consuming nessus uh as also a part of the next season with the arrival of this mission and gun do you think siva would be the next raid this is a great theory on how they could do it. I, I I could get behind this. This is a fantastic theory on how they could pull this off. I could get completely and fully behind this. I could. I like this. Because they could say, you know, Siva Siva is still around. It's and, and Callus could even call you and say he needs help. Like, 
I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> I pulled Siva into my ship, and uh, we got a bit of an issue here. And then that could be the kind, you know, the context for the raid. Blackbird, do you feel that Bungie should add more quests like this because of all the positive feedback they're getting from adding missions like this, even time gating them? Well, okay, you got to be careful. You, this mission is not a one size fits all answer to Destiny's, you know, content problems or content issues. Um, there's de- there, there's definitely room for quests like this, but you don't ba- you don't I don't think you go to to Bungie and say just do tons of this. It's like when people say we need more uh, we need more stuff like Shattered Throne. Well, I mean, do we though? How many dungeons do you need? How many people actually play the content? How many people are going to get this gun and do this in the next couple of weeks? A percentage of the community, to be fair, sure, is going to do this, but to the point that they need to just keep doing a ton of it, we just have to be careful. You don't want to start asking for... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. This is like a really, really, really good dessert, okay? This is a great ender to Drifter. Drifter was not a very tasty meal, right? The chicken was dry uh, and your si- you didn't like your side item. You're like, this meal kind of sucks. But out comes a dessert and you're like, you know what? This ain't so bad. I'll take this as an ender. This is a good, this is a pretty good dessert, okay? But what you don't want to do the next time you sit down to a meal and say, okay, what I want you to do now is because that dessert was so good, I need you to give me 10 slices of cake instead of asking for a better main course. Does that make sense? This type of mission is not a main course. It's a dessert. It's a, it's a good ender. It's a good it's a good little filler. It's a good filler. Good appetizer, good dessert, something like that. You don't want to fill up on this. You need better, and that's why I always call it meat and potatoes content. You need better meat and potatoes content. Strikes, bounties, grind, grinding for weapons, things like that. Like that needs to be the where where they put their focus. They need to put their focus more on saying, you know, what can we do to fill the plate so as people are playing each season, they feel like they're they're getting they're getting a lot for their money's worth. Again, you cannot you cannot fill the plate with nothing but with nothing but dessert. That could be I think that could be uh, a problem. So, so somebody giving me a tip on how to get big noodle noodle fawn in your alert text. You can do it, but you just need to add some custom CSS. There's a link to my GitHub GitHub snippet on how to do it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, thank you. Bleat blam bleat for that one. Uh, King Chief or King Churf says couldn't open the door of the quest. Is the Rat King quest the prewack? I did the blue quest enemy of my enemy, and I didn't kill Mithrax, and it opened the door for me. Okay, now I'm gonna give you a tip. Whatever you do, do it on the class that you're the most comfortable with. However you get that unlocked, and whenever you first go in, do it on the class you're most comfortable with. Because I did it on my Titan, because he was the only one who could open the dadgum door. And of course, that led to frustration, because Titans aren't very good in the endgame right now. And I basically had to run it on my Titan. I could only run it on Heroic on my Titan. I could go and run it on my Warlock, but I couldn't run it Heroic... You can only run a heroic on the on the guy who does it first. So whatever class you're most comfortable with, that's a class you need to try to open it up with. Because I really would have preferred to have my warlock. Skull Nova makes that boss fight so significantly easier. Skull Nova and Riggs Tether. Titan doesn't really bring a whole lot to that fight. It's unfortunate. 
Billy Schultz. Also unpopular opinion, most likely. Should raid-specific exotics be brought back into Destiny 2? Uh, Vex Mythoclast, the Malice. I think these weapons are trophies of the raids and should be kept the allure and exclusivity. Well, you got the Last Wish, um, the 1K Voices, and then you got the Anarchy for Scourge. So your unpopular opinion isn't outside of the bounds of what they've done with their last two raids. I would say that those should be quest line items after so many raid completions. Um, so I don't think Anarchy and 1K should be these elusive you can never get them. Because I just gave up. I was like, dude, I don't like Scourge that much. I like Scourge, but I'm not running it each week just to get annoyed with not getting the Anarchy. Now, I haven't run it in a really long time, so maybe RNG would be on my side. Maybe we should hop in there one of these days, see if we can't get that bad boy to drop. You know, I wouldn't mind having it just as a collector, uh, you know, to get it. But at the same time, it's like, it just it's just so frustrating to deal with the bad drop rate of an exotic. Because if that's the only reason you're in that raid, right? Oh, he's saying don't bring it back. An unpopular opinion, most likely. I think these weapons are trophies of the raids and should keep that allure and exclusivity. I don't think he's saying... No, I think he's saying it should be like that. I just think, I don't know, after 10 completions, it should unlock a quest for the exotic. And it can drop before that. It should be able to drop before that. But at the same time, it should be able... It, it sh- you, you should be able to eventually just be like, okay, give me the freaking quest. So... Opinions get you banned. Are you worried that because the gun is doing really well in Crucible, it'll get nerfed in a couple months? I mean, that's this is why the community just has to settle down. They have to understand that the more they do this, the more they the more they cry about anything that goes into the Crucible that's good, the more likely that they're just setting that precedent for nothing ever being that strong. You're just going to go right back to D2 Vanilla, where you nerf the game into the ground. It's just boring, bland... Everything is, you know, everything's similar. I don't know. I just, you've got to be so, so careful. I, and, and, and again, Bungie has to know when to listen and when to say, no, it's okay for it's okay for there to be power in the game. It's totally fine for there to be um, power. He blew up my grenade as I, as I shot it. So, uh, Freak Show. Do you think Outbreak Perfected will be incredible paired with Chromatic Fire? Um... I never thought to pair it with Chromatic Fire. I was thinking of pairing it with Luna Faction because of the fact that, like, reloading kind of slows down that SIVA bonus. I think for, like, Meat Potatoes Combat, maybe even Gambit, you could probably run Chromatic Fire, um, and it would take it up a notch. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's strong enough, though. Um, they, all, they keep doing Pariah's Refuge on Mercury. I don't know if it's strong enough to warn I don't I don't know if if against the backdrop of other exotics for the warlock cuz skull nova is still dumb and still stupid strong um and phoenix protocol is stupidly strong luna faction would probably have a more measurable benefit because you don't have to reload and you just keep dumping and just keep getting all those benefits uh, so I don't know. Chromatic Fire may be some sleeper hit with this gun, but I don't think those other exotics are outdone by it by any stretch. Heron, I love Outbreak Prime, happy to see it back, but are you slightly bothered that they randomly added the gun without attached context or lore? It feels random. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. What do you mean? The, we Mithrax, we saved Mithrax. He's been around. You know, he's in the game still. He's not dead. We kept him alive. And then they kind of like, the, the Black Armory was just suddenly beneath, the, you know, 
the tower, you know. Pedro says, the weapon was in the tower's vault because when we got the weapon in D1, it was deemed too dangerous and it got sealed by the vanguard. Our friend Mithrax wanted to ensure Fallen don't put their hands on Siva again. We know what happened last time. Yeah, it's a perfectly legitimate ongoing story thread. You know, I I, I think what Pedro says, I'm co-signing. Yeah, that's a perfectly good and legitimate thread to be like, hey, we worked together in the past, let's work together again. We got a problem here. The Fallen are trying to get this freaking weapon, and if they get rid of it, if they extract it, you know, because they take it to that landing zone, I'm assuming to extract it, then we have we have a serious problem on our hands. Um, I think it's great. I think it was, I think it's, I think it's awesome. We, we don't always need some enormous backstory reason. I think that's reason enough. I mean, that's that's how so many stories happen in games. How many DLCs, like, just some new person shows up and it's like, hey, how you doing? You think everything's cool and good? No, not really. Here's a new conflict that we, you've, you've got to take care of. You know? Steve56. Not sure if it's been asked, uh, hopped in chat late. Do you think that this is the toxic uh, exotic quest for free this season? Yeah, this is the last one. This was the one that got data mined because there was an exotic quest that we hadn't gotten yet. It was data mined. There's like red keys and, and, and blue keys and stuff attached to it. Um, unlikely, there, it said something like an unlikely ally. That's whom that's that's referring to Mithrax, um, and it referred to Zero Hour. So this is the this is the exotic quest that was missing and got data mined. Yeah, this is it. Um, so. And it's just a fun weapon. It just feels cool, handles cool. Uh, you know, you kill the you kill the enemies very, very satisfying the way that it hits, you know, little Siva Nanites popping out. Like very, very cool weapon. Still, I mean, obviously I think still a fan favorite. It's I think I think as far as weapons, it's it's up there. It's up there. It's one of the, it's one of the better weapons as far as fans enjoying it and, and thinking that it's awesome. I thought I uh, I thought I waited on the reload animation there, I guess I didn't. Uh, opinion be bad. Can you see other D1 raid exotics coming back, like Touch of Malice? I could see Touch of Malice coming in September, because it's very clear we're returning to the the Dreadnought. Um, that's been all but confirmed at this point that we're going back to the Dreadnought. I mean, that they made that clear with the final cutscene and everything. So a return to the Dreadnought could be a return to um, the a return of the touch of malice. It could definitely come back. Krizzy, do you think this mission was purposely leaked due to, to the overall uh, response to season of the drifter? I don't know. I don't think they pushed this out as like, Oh no, drifter didn't go well. I think this was planned. I think they said, you know what? We've got to have something for those final weeks. And this is what they came up with. Um, or raise artifacts says, isn't it? Yeah. I think this is, I think this was planned. They knew they were going to get to this point in Drifter and not have a lot going on, and this is their way of injecting it, uh, injecting the game with something. Uh, Vicious Spell. What do you think about the heroic version having a different platforming section other than the regular version? I thought it was dope. It was cool. Good curveball. Again, I, I don't have any issues with the, with the, with the quest at all. Uh, Nurkle. Do you see any classes struggling with the heroic outbreak prime mission more than others? I ran on a Titan. Titan's probably the weakest PVE class right now for endgame content, and we did it just fine. But I could see the Titans. Titans, you kind of lose endgame. Titans have really, really good jump and forward momentum for the platforming sections, but then DPS, they don't really have good builds for strong DPS right now. So it's a bit of a trade-off. 
I would still take a Riggs Tether or a Skull Nova over anything Titan can do right now, every day of the week. If you were saying, all right, we're going to have a race and there's money on the line, Lono, you're going to have to try to beat the, you know, zero hour mission faster than these other guys, I would not take a Titan. Now, somebody might determine that the Titan's worth it because you can speed through the jumping areas faster. You can make up that difference. That's going to be, you know, that's going to be difference. But with respect to DPS, being able, just what you can do in that room with Nova and a Riggs Tether, I don't think a Titan can match that efficiency. And that's where I think you're really going to lose time. Now, the, the seconds that you could maybe shave off with faster, with, with, with faster platforming on a Titan... I don't know if those seconds that you're shaving off would be would be equal to how much time you save having a Riggs Tether and a Skull Nova in that room. Because Riggs Tether completely changes the fight with the with the with the um especially with the servitors. Just completely invalidates the servitors. Nova does the same thing, just invalidates them. And unfortunately the the Titan just doesn't offer anything that hits at that caliber of efficiency. Just doesn't. Uh, it's unfortunate because Titans ruled the day PVE in D1. I mean, they were they were meta for King's Fall because of Bubble. Um, they were just so defensively strong. Uh, they were great. And now they've just kind of fallen. They've fallen on hard times, you know. They have fallen on hard times. And it's uh, it's unfortunate because they were, they were gods in D1. Do you have recommended loadout in regards to weapons for uh, for the, the dungeon? Yes. People are going to think I'm nuts, but I'm telling you, it is completely underestimated and completely ignored. Coldheart is very, very, very strong right now. Trace Rifle's got a buff. Coldheart does an amazing job overriding... Uh, it does an amazing job overriding the shields of the... Um, the shields of the the shanks because the shields like oh i need i need to run something that matches the sustained damage buff that you get from cold heart is so good the other reason cold heart is superior i think to so many other uh two switches in our area again so many other of the uh, of the options is the ammo economy how you how much ammo you use how much damage you do and then how easy it is to get all that ammunition back Coldheart is, I just, I, I'm telling you, I think it's in another league right now. I just think people aren't accustomed to trying it out. I ran a Coldheart with either the Hammerhead or the Avalanche, depending on my subclass, so I had all three elements represented, and then I ran, um, I ran my Warden of Nothing. We did conclude that a bow might be really, really helpful, because there's a couple of sections where being able to take pot shots at Vandals with a bow would potentially be more beneficial than having my Warden of Nothing. So, I would say that Arbalest could be really, really good too for all the shields, but that I'm telling you, the, the Cold Heart gets to wear a lot of hats in that fight. I do a ton of boss damage with the Cold Heart because I'm constantly getting ammo back from it. I do a ton of damage to the servitors with the Cold Heart. Shanks, like, it gets to wear a lot of hats, and the ammo economy feeds it because it's a strong weapon. It's, it's both a strong weapon with respect to both adds, med- you know, mid-tier adds and bosses because of the sustained damage buff that you get. You do that on a rally barricade. You know, if you, if you have a Titan with you, you really shouldn't take Titans in there. But you do that on a rally barricade, Lunafaction Rift, you really shouldn't be using Lunafaction either, but maybe that's the only Warlock exotic you got. Um, 
I'm telling you, Coldheart gets to wear a lot of hats from uh, in the in in this mission. Also, you know, Risk Runner and Arbalist can be very very helpful too. But ammo economy makes a humongous difference, a humongous difference for um, for Coldheart in that environment. Easy two five six eight. What did you think is this event? Would rather see more like it. Uh, if it was new weapons or not old. I love the event. I think doing these every once in a while is great. We don't want to, again, ask for 10 slices of cake because we liked this dessert. Joe out of nowhere. By the way, if you guys are new to the stream and you're enjoying this content, this interactive back and forth, be sure to click the follow button. That's the little heart button. I will be out of town next week, um, and I try to do daily streams like this. Lots of back and forth, lots of conversations about Borderlands and other games. So if you like this kind of content, make sure you're following the channel. Uh, Joe out of nowhere. Can you speak to the feel of this version of the Outbreak Prime? Is it similar to D1 model? I mean, it's obviously very similar. Uh, It's obviously very similar. um, But I think it feels stronger because of the new perks that they've added. It did not get this, you know, Sivamite damage bonus thing that you got in... D1 did not have this. It was very different in D1. I actually think this is a true exotic. I don't think it was an exotic in D1. It was a legendary. The benefits you got from Outbreak Prime in D1 were not at an exotic level. It was just a really, really good primary. It was a legendary. Um, So, see if animation looks better. I felt like when I went in and inspected the gun, it looked crisper and cooler, too. They probably changed it because it's quote-unquote perfected. So... Uh, do you think Mithrax is a good ally for the Guardians? At this point, yeah. I mean, he basically pr- helped us know about something that could have really, really gone poorly. I mean, the Fallen getting their hands on Siva again would be pretty serious. Uh, morning. Do you think that the genuine... Do you think the genuine creativity in Bungie has already left? It's sort of a copy-paste from Whisper, just a new map. I never played D1. Feels like a cop-out. I feel like your judgment... Uh, and I mean this as nicely as possible. I feel like your judgment of the matter is stupid. <laughs> This was not a copy pasta of Whisper. It was totally different. The the jumping, the boss fight, the layout of the boss fight, the fact that we go back to the tower, the nodes, the you know the mystery element of it. it this was not a cop out. This was not just a copy pasta new map of Whisper. No, I think you're being completely unfair to the content. Just completely unfair. Um, I don't I don't think so at all. The only thing it's a timed mission. It's a timed mission, but I mean, people are saying give us more Nightfall strikes and give us more dungeons. This is just another really, really cool timed mission. It's, It's like, I don't know. It's like you could say, you could say, oh, well, strikes are copy pasta. You could say Nightfalls are copy pasta. Adventures, anything that they like replicate. I don't know. I feel like you could say it's copy pasta. I don't feel like this is a fair treatment of the content at all. I just, like I said, I think people are getting jaded. Matrix. What do you think about SIVA investing Leviathan, Cabal? We already had a question about this. I think it's a good theory that potentially there's SIVA in there. SIVA invested Cabal would be freaking terrifying. Um, He's going to hop out of this ship, I think. Um, Nope, he didn't. Shoot. I think he's over here. We're looking for an HVT. Audio version. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, he's over here. I won't kill him. Let everybody get shots on him. Somebody shot him with a thorn. Two switches on the way. Let him get shots on him. Okay, there we go. 
All right, uh, Aiden with another book. Do you think they have too many milestones in the game right now? And then you're just going off on a tangent. I, I just think the milestone system needs reworked. I, I, I've, I've, I've already talked about that quite a bit. I, I'm not reading books anymore. I'm just, don't, do not write questions that are that long. You're, you, I, I already told you once today nicely to make sure you're asking questions and not just pontificating. So you just asked a generic question about milestones and then wrote a book with your opinion. That's not what question answers for. Uh, Magic Wallace. What are your thoughts on the discoverability of the exotic quest? It needed to be data mined to find it. Yeah, but that's kind of the game now, right? That you, you see what I'm saying? That's kind of the game, isn't it? Um, why am I getting shot? What's the problem here? Uh, the, the game is basically the... The community goes to Reddit and raid secrets and solve stuff, data mine stuff, deduces stuff, and then we go hunting for it. Like, I think Bungie's allowed to do that. Like, you could be like, in a vacuum, you can't design content like this. It required external sources to figure it out. Yeah, but that's kind of the game. Um, and I think Eugene's making a fair point. Items in the API is not data mining. It's not like somebody had to break apart the game to figure this one out or find this one. Um, it was an item in the API that showed up. Um, so I I don't know. I, I It's like discovering the quest, in, you know, is... Oh, he's already here. Um, disco- uh, the quest wasn't data mine, only the catalyst. That's true. That's true, but the catalyst definitely put our put a you know put us on put us on the radar of like okay you know something's going on. I mean that come on. I mean we definitely were looking. Everyone was looking. Everyone was thinking. I think that the the fact that they that we really should have tipped our it really should have tipped our radar when they were like oh flashpoint's not the EDZ it's Titan that should have maybe kind of tipped us off that like hey something must be going on on Titan you know for them to. For them to suddenly pivot everything to Titan, um, you know, I, I could, I could, I could see people saying that that was, in some respects, a clue to go check out Titan. But yeah, people's flashpoints are jacking up, but they did tweet that it's it was getting moved or whatever. Um, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with Master Records. I'm getting so many today from Dismantles and so many Scrapper bounties. Say, there's another one. Gee, many Christmas. Um, so. Yeah, I, 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 my, my flashpoints are still not consistent. I, I, if some one character it's right and the other two it's wrong. So I don't know what's going on there. Next question, um, Blackbird, do you feel that the damage ramp up time, like the nanomites, is a way of making the weapon very good in PVE and somewhat balanced in PVP? Right, like this, basically, like I said, it leaves its lane, but it only leaves its lane in the right context. It only leaves its lane when you have a, a target that is stationary that you can sustain damage on. It doesn't leave its lane on trash ads. It doesn't leave its lane in the crucible. It's still it's still just a good primary. So, vicious spell. Do you think if they added more weapons like the outbreak, good powerful weapons that have a fair use in everything, then people would not want to nerf weapons as much because there were more weapons on that power spectrum. I mean, this is good feedback, and this is good pushback against the people that want nerfs. Like, maybe instead of asking for nerfs, you should be like, give us more weapons at this level so people can run around with strong weapons. Um, you know? 
I, I, I could get behind that. And, and again, we have to be careful. The gun just came out, right? We, we have got to be careful. It's like you're the game. The gun just came out. It's been a day. It's not in high saturation yet. Like, let's just wait and see what happens. You know, Milky says, I've been AFK today, so I apologize if this has been asked. How do you feel about the quest difficulty requiring players to have grinded the current season? If this is a way to get players re-engaged, it feels uh, like day one black armory difficulty gate all over again. P.S. I cannot warlock skate. (laughs) Um, Man, there's two sides of this, dude. There's two sides of this. I, I, I I hear where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming from, where... Man, I haven't been grinding, and this brings everybody back. Cause that happened with um, that happened with True Jordan. She was like, "Oh, I've been playing Division," but she wanted to be a part of it. And then the thing was six ninety. To a certain extent, I see two sides of this. I see the side that says, "Hey, you know, it it needed it needed to be like this. It needed to be like this because." Um, it's a reward for people that have been grinding you know they've been playing this season it's a capstone to the season right but then I also see the other side of it being like this season's been a bit of a freaking dud and people that haven't been grinding kind of got left out in the cold um shoot I couldn't find him I mean cause you could you could have you could have both sides of it I mean maybe a happy medium could have been them saying it could have been them saying, hey, the initial quest is 650 because power surge bounties would have covered everybody at that point, right? Power surge bounties could have gotten you within range of doing it normal, but then heroic could have really ramped things up. But then that's kind of dissonant, right? It's like, oh, he was all the way over there. Frick. Um, you know, that's kind of dissonant. It's like, well, wait, I just did it on normal, no problem. But now you're telling me heroic is like, way out of my reach and then that's not really reward for the hardcore players because there's nothing really coming from heroic right now um i'm sure it's the lost sector one enemy no when it says hunt in the sludge you just stand around and wait if it's a lost sector it gives the lost sector name um so i see both sides of this white light uh, so far, both missions in this style have rewarded returning but reworked exotics. Do you think that would this would work as well for a new exotic that doesn't pay off with nostalgia? I think it kind of cuts. It, yeah, it kind of cuts from both sides because people got really interested when they saw Outbreak Prime as a catalyst. Would people have been as interested if it was just like, you know, just some random exotic? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think the nostalgia serves as a pretty strong engine, though, of interest. Cow Gone Wild. Um, if Bungie was to add a kiosk in-game LFG, do you think solo players would engage in more difficult content because they wouldn't have to leave the game to form groups? I think in-game LFG would definitely help. Um, it would definitely help. But again, you'd have to set it up in a way that worked really, really... You'd have to set up some pretty good barriers. You know, microphone required... Um, maybe even you know power level requirements, things like that. You just don't get suddenly thrown in with some dummy that doesn't talk and is way under leveled. Uh, I would never want that to happen to somebody. That's frustrating. So, Ace of Spades is this weapon good? What makes it better than any other pulse? 
uh, with dra- or a pulse with dragonfly. Um, number one, the the damage buff that it gets really, really takes it up a notch and allows it to leave its lane. Your pulse with dragonfly is not going to get nanites that. Uh, and dragonfly sucks so nanites seeking out the enemy is stronger out of the box than dragonfly dragonfly is not very strong um, dragonfly should be significantly stronger uh, and putting a ton of nanites on a stationary target creates a ton of damage buff which is then also shared by and increased by multiple people using it so it's got a it's got an element of the rat king to it um, that hopefully they don't take away and and it does um, it does really really good damage to like a sustained target if you just keep firing um, so you lose damage on the front end of a shield but then you gain damage once that shield is down because you've, you've attached a ton of nanites uh, to the enemy so it, it gets to wear a lot of hats that's why I said you're never going to make an exotic strong enough unless it leaves its lane this gun leaves its lane but it does it in a way that is I'm fine with because you've really got to use it properly to get it to li- to get it to you know leave its lane. You've really got to use it in the right context and against the right target uh, for it to get that those benefits. It's not like it's shredding mid tiers and shredding bosses just cause it, you know oh wow a couple shots and that boss was dead. You've really got to use it well and get that sustained damage on there. To stack with other players, nanites. Yes. Uh, Kato says, do you think they should just buff a few guns instead of nerfing every weapon? Yeah, I mean, this is a generic philosophy question that we've gone over time and time again that buffing others is better than nerfing. It's just a case-by-case basis. Sometimes the individual weapon does have something that's wrong with it or too strong. Uh, Billy Schultz, I meant to ask in my previous question, should D1 raid weapons be brought back into D2? These weapons are trophies of these D1 raids. I think they work best in that specific content. Right. Is this, this may be, let's think about this for a second. This might be the first time a Destiny 1 raid weapon has returned to the game. Is that a true statement? Let's think about this for a second. Is there anything, any exotic that's made a return that was a D1 raid weapon? Anything at all? I don't think so. I'm trying to think here. Thunderlord was not a raid weapon. Thunderlord could have you could have gotten elsewhere. Just raid weapons. Whisper was not a raid weapon. I believe the Outbreak Prime is the absolute first raid weapon to return to Destiny 2 from Destiny 1. Black Hammer? No, nah, we're not going to count that cuz Black Hammer was reborn Black Hammer was reborn in Black Spindle. So that's not... Whisper of the Worm is essentially Spindle. And Black Hammer was a legendary. Um, Sleeper's not a raid weapon. This is, I believe, this is the first time that an actual raid weapon from Destiny 1 has returned to the game. Yeah, no Vex, no Touch of Malice. They didn't bring back any of the Age of Triumph exotics. This is the first. This is the first raid weapon to be brought into Destiny 1. It is an exotic, but still, it's a raid weapon. This gun was only... You could only get this in Wrath. You couldn't get it anywhere else. Queenbreaker was not a raid weapon. It was a random exotic. I'm saying raid weapon. I've said it many times, so you guys are you guys need to focus here with me, right? <laughs> it's the only Destiny 1 raid weapon to return to Destiny. Because there were exotics of all those primaries from Age of Triumph that they could have brought back. Vex. Touch of Malice. 
Um, new lore makes complete sense. Right, the lore makes sense of it. The lore makes sense of it, which means there could be lore behind the touch of malice returning, right? It's not like a teacher your kids won't focus. Yeah, because people just keep like rattling off exotics that are returned. We know, we know that exotics have returned. That's not the question. The question is raid weapons. Nation of Beasts Favbringer? No, see, you're again, you're not listening, or you're just you're, you're or you're stretching. You're stretching a little bit there. You're grasping. This is the first raid weapon to return. Fatebringer has not returned. Nation of Beasts is not Fatebringer. Not by a freaking long shot. Um, so. Troll Annie. Do you think we should be allowed to do heroic versions on any character? I think it would on my Titan, but I really hadn't known. I think the reason they're restricting heroic per character is because of the catalyst. I think we would have been able to do it three times and gotten 60% in one week. That's why they limited it. More than likely, it's a, it's a coding issue. They just they couldn't limit the catalyst any other way. Once per character. Oh well, frick! People are gonna do it three times. Well, you can only do it on you can only do heroic on the character uh, that that opened it. Now that's gonna get convoluted long term. Like if I want to go in there heroic on my other characters, when are you gonna let me do that? That may be a patch update that comes in later. You know, hey, the heroic version of zero hours now you can do it on all your characters instead of just the first. Bumble 17. Does Destiny need to rebalance the pursuits of pinnacle weapons? I only play PvE, but I feel sorry for Crucible players how difficult the pursuits for Luna Not Forgotten are compared to set the benchmark of the breakneck was unbelievably easy. Well, the payout's different, so no. The the breakneck's impact on PvE is not equal to the impact of Luna and Not Forgotten on your PvP experience. So if you play PvP with a Luna's and a Not Forgotten... The primary type of combat that you're getting into all day, every day, Luna's and Not Forgotten lands on that in a far more influential way than Breakneck lands on PvE content. So. Sniper of the Sea. Do the ornaments look good? I haven't seen them yet. That's pretty cool. One of them's called Patient Zero. I, obviously, I don't think that's a hat tip to me in particular, but potentially a hat tip to the lore that there was a Patient Zero. I just happened to be the person they infected first, and that's where we got the name. I mean, Patient Zero is not unique to me, but it is unique in the story in that the lore crossed over into the real world and affected a guardian. Infected a guardian. So that's kind of neat. I don't think they're that great looking. I do, I do like the Siva Fide one. Thankfully, the Patient Zero one is the Siva Fide one. I think I might actually have to buy it. <laughs> um, Heron TTV. Do you think we could have fallen playable classes uh, in D3 given the RPG direction? I Again, I don't know if they're going to go that direction. Um, I have no idea why they would do that. Um, suddenly, there's fallen, you know, fallen class. I don't think it's necessary. Feel the outbreak. Uh, how do you feel the outbreak is the exotic we got? Well, it's not a full sentence. Uh, Rat Dad, do you think the key cards pertain to the ship of the sparrow, or could it be uh, like the chest in the whisper? I think it's no. I think it's the. Ch- I think it's the ship. I think the Nano Phoenix is coming back. I don't know if there's a, if there's a, been a sparrow. Um, there's only one. Th- yeah, there's no. There's no classified sparrow. And that ain't that ain't that ain't it. No, I think it's the nan. I think the Nano Phoenix is coming back. Um, I don't know if there's a. Is there? If you go into uh, vehicles, ships, season six, is there? 
Oh, that was a ship. I'm an idiot. I'm so dumb. Hang on. Let me go to Sparrows. Um, season 6 Sparrows. There's the Zambezi, which looks... That, oh, I want that really bad. Um, yeah, I don't think they do it that way, I guess. It's not in here. It's not hidden in here. It's possible because maybe it's attached to a Triumph or something. Golly, I want that freaking Sparrow. HVT, uh, frick! Where is he? Uh, oh, you're fighting him. Thank you, JD. You're the freaking man. I got shots on him. Uh, Tropic Yeti uh, says, Would you rather have new exotics or rework D1 or both? I'm fine with either. I'm fine with either. When they do stuff like this, the nostalgia is palpable and fun. And, you know, I I love it. I, I don't have any issue with it. I, I think it's cool. Um, you know, I find it exciting. I find it to be, yeah, again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reworked exotic. It's a reworked exotic. It's cool. It, it, it's, it's the nostalgia adds to it quite a bit. I think, you know, I think when you, I think when you bring something back like this, I think it is cool to do it in the way that they did it. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring back an exotic, at least do it the way that they did it, you know. So fly kite. Do you feel like the outbreak whisper thorn? Uh, what exotic do you think it's? Uh, are they? Hang on. Do you feel like outbreak whisper thorn or what exotic should feel like as far as perks? Most exotics, I feel like um, they could function as pinnacle weapons. I mean, I've said this a thousand times. I, 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 this is another one of those questions where you're just feeding me my own statements. Like, <laughs> there's no way that this is this is too convenient. I said this thousands of times in my content that most of the exotics should just be converted into legendary pinnacles. So yes, I agree. B dog. So if for every nanite that's on the enemy. A boss then is outbreak good for DPS. Yes, if everybody's using it, Lucky uh, did a test and put a video up of formerly of Lucky and Buttwipe. Um, so, yes. If you guys submit questions like that and it's just bad luck that you didn't hear it from me, sorry. But it happens so often. I mean, the phrase, even the phrasing was the same. Like, ah, it's just hard, hard for me to think it's a genuine question. Uh, do you feel Outbreak, Whisper, Thorn, or what exotic should feel like as perks? Most exotics, you even submitted it twice, so skipping. B-Dog. Sorry, I messed up the grammar in my original question. What I meant to ask was, if for every nanite that attaches to an enemy or a boss increases the damage, would it be good for this? Yes, I got the gist of your question. Um, Barbarian. Would you be bringing back legendaries from D1 in the form of exotic adept weapons? I'm not crazy about the old exotics returning, but I'd love to see old legendaries return. I mean, you could certainly say, hey, bring back the Fatebringer. Hey, bring back this. Hey, bring back that. I mean, you could certainly say that there's room for that. Um, you certainly could. I don't know if we, if, if, if that'd be a good choice or a good move. If you don't bring back the old content, I don't know how well-received that would be. I feel like people might just get annoyed. They'd be like, so you're bringing back Fatebringer, but not Vogue? You're bringing back Genesis Chain, but not Wrath? Like, when I look at this weapon, I feel a little twinge of that. I feel a little twinge of that. I'm like, you brought back this beautiful thing, but we don't have Wrath. So, um, I would love a return to Wrath. Uh, Senior Natsada, thoughts on the secret quest 
for D1 weapons. Um, oh, on the best secret quest are for D... Thoughts on the best secret quests are for D1 weapons. Man, you guys have really got to start uh, proofreading your questions. This isn't even a complete sentence. Thoughts on the best secret quests are for D1 weapons. Why is the word R in there? Um, I like this one more than Whisper. Whisper was really cool. I don't know if you're ever going to top the ARG, the original event that centered around Outbreak Prime. I don't know if you're ever going to top that. I don't know if you're ever going to top it. It was so good. It was so peculiar and, and, and weird, and nobody really knew what was going on. It took the entire community. It took raid secrets, you know. I don't necessarily know if uh, if you can really, really ever top that. That one was really, really good. So this was close. This was close. It was really cool. Community came together, but... Man, oh man. English is not your primary language? Oh, well, you're excused. I should have guessed from the name Senior Natata. Okay, sorry. You're excused. Some of the rest of you need to proofread a little bit more. You guys are submitting, like, the same question three times because you you can't look at your own typos. I know typing on mobile is a freaking bear. I tried doing it the other day on my phone, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how do people do this every day? (laughs) So, bless your heart if you're trying to type on a mobile keyboard. So, Finn, no, you're not excused. Be quiet. Okay, I love you but be quiet okay so that's enough questions for today that's the final question we do have a borderlands talk i want to get to we're going to discuss borderlands we're going to do more q a don't go anywhere if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all of my content I appreciate you watching or listening please like share and subscribe